Hello everybody, Paul Jankarelli here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And let me just say, I've lamented a few times about the whole Marketing Motivations name. How about the fact that I say Paul Jankarello from Profits and Success? What does that mean to you, you know? It means really nothing, does it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, we have all these words we use, but for what reason? Okay, let me get to it. We received, actually I'm not getting to it. I'm kind of digressing. We received about, I'd say three inches of snow. My wife says four. My kids say ten. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, about three to four inches of snow. Uh, first snowfall of the year, of 2022. We did get snow on Christmas Eve, first of the season. Uh, didn't really stick around too long, but this was the first that we had to actually remove. So that was a pain in the neck. But you get some exercise. My Fitbit's happy because I have my steps that are climbing up, and Theo, my seven-month-old, I say my, my wife and my daughters, uh, seven-month-old mini Australian Shepherd, let me just tell you, he is bananas, he's a puppy, but he's an aggressive puppy, he just wants to play all the time, and you go to pet him, it's like he bobbin heads his, bobbin weaves his head to kind of play with you, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hysterical, although when he's tired, he does like to be stroked, and he absolutely loves the snow, which is a joy to watch, you know, it actually reminds me of when the uh, kids were little, and I took them to the playground, having them, you know, go bananas in, in the playground. Uh, I was more of the um, borderline um, committed dad, meaning that I wasn't a cautious parent. Let's just put it that way, you know. Uh, I let my sons kind of take their bumps and bruises. My daughter, on the other hand, I treated her more. Not so much like a porcelain doll, but I, you know, was a bit more protective with her. But that's really not saying much um, coming from me. If you don't behave as you believe, you'll end up believing as you behave. That was a quote from Bishop Fulton Sheen. And if I can try to explain it to you, if you don't behave as you believe, uh, in other words, you want to get good grades, you believe that you can get good grades in school or college, university, whatever. If you don't behave the way of getting good grades, 
you'll end up believing as you behave. So if you act like I did in college, you're probably not going to be doing all that well. And that might be a lousy example because I, number one, I actually did pretty good in college. But number two, um, you know, the believing aspect is also attributed to goal setting, you know, behaving as you believe. I'm trying to stay away from the fact that it's a quote from Bishop Fulton Sheen. You folks may think that it's all religious with him, and that's not always the case. He was like a, a great personal development um, individual. But if, if you don't behave as you believe, you have a goal of earning, say, a million dollars. Not only do you need to believe in that goal, but you need to behave and act like a millionaire prior to reaching that goal. That's part of reaching the goal is acting like a millionaire and doing and thinking like a millionaire. And if you don't do that, you'll end up believing as you behave. You know, you may end up being just a so-so worker that doesn't have passion and love for what he or she does. Hopefully you can follow me on that. And how many times do we do things when we're not in the right mindset? You know, we speak about healthy mindset, being in the right mindset. You know, how many times do we do things? You know, are we, is it because we're chemically impaired? Uh, angry, frustrated, tired? It can be a, a number of things. I remember one time my son had to be eight years old. And I was fiddling in the garage trying to fix the uh, garage door opener. And at that point, the garage door opener was a basic remote garage door opener. I don't think it was connected to your car. It may have been, but regardless, I had to, it, something went wrong where I had to reconnect it. And I tried to do it without having to get a ladder, go to the, you know, the brain of the thing in the garage, and then, you know, go back to the car and push a button, this, that, and the other thing. And my son had come to me at that point. I said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, you know what, Luke? Grab a, you know, I, mean, I was very frustrated. I said, grab the friggin' uh, the stepladder, go over, put it underneath the, the brain. I'm back in the car out. And I said, push the button. That way, once you tell me it's green, I can push my button. So I'm yelling at him. I'm like, push the friggin' button. He's like, Dad, stop for a second. I said, what? He said, if if I do this and it works, the garage is going to come down on the car you just backed out. I said, fine, let me back the car out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, geez, talk about humble pie. But it's because of my rash um, judgment on, on, on acting on certain things that the frustration got the better of me. And, and my volatility was always that way. And I get that probably from my dad 
but my dad's just a funny guy, literally funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> but if he gets frustrated, you know what I mean, he can get very orny. And I say I was the same way. I still can be that way a bit, but not nearly as much as I used to be. And that's attributed to my mental disorder. And now I say that for, you know, a dramatic effect, but, you know, I have bipolar. And I'm on a medication called lithium, which actually, um, it's a mood stabilizer. And it really uh, helps with my volatility. Now, it wasn't like I was, you know, smashing windows and breaking things. But, uh, you know, I would just get very um, escalated in, in emotion, whatever it may be, good and bad, you know what I mean? I'd get really excited about certain things, and, and, and you know, uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a good thing. I wasn't balanced. Uh, and that's what you really need to, to be if you want to be a really successful entrepreneur, whatever you do. Balance, you know, not too high, not too low. And some people say, well, geez, what kind of life is that to live? And let me tell you, any successful entrepreneur or successful person would say, that's the best way to live. You know, you're not getting too down uh, or upset when certain things are forecasted or happening. And you're not getting too excited when uh, things are going really, really well. You know, I'm not saying be a... Uh, a coach, Bill Belichick, you know what I mean? He, in a press conference after the game, you would think the team lost and they, they won by 40, you know? But the point is you need to be balanced. Uh, and, and that's uh, extremely important in life. Darren Hardy's today, his uh, fourth episode of five on the 22 lessons leading into 2022, you know, you want to inform, educate, and enlighten yourself for sure. But in the end, you, only you, know best. Now, again, I have to preface this with the fact of you need to become educated, knowledgeable, um, you know, fixated on what you need to accomplish in life. Yes, but um, you are also your best judgment. You know, and lesson 17 is trust the gut. Kind of what we're talking about here. You know, we very rarely, if ever, I don't think I've ever said, you know, geez, I should not have listened to myself. I know I should have done the way it was over there, but, you know, we, we generally don't. And it's because of our ego, our greed, our fear, our will, you know. It, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know. I think fear will fight our intuition, you know. You're the best expert on you. So trust yourself. Then do as told by you. You know, and a lot of people struggle with that. They said, oh, I can't go on my gut 
And I'm not saying to go blindly into something, you know, have all the tools and, and be properly equipped with the knowledge to make a sound decision. Uh, and a lot of times you don't even know you're going with your gut because you're very, you know, have a sound decision of what, what's in front of you, like driving a car in the snow, whatever. Um, but, you know, listen to your intuition. That's a very, that's one of your higher intellect faculties is intuition. Perception, will, imagination, um, memory, intuition, and reason. You know, get in touch with those. In lesson number seven, uh, excuse me, that was just 17. Lesson number 18, no regrets. You know, there was a man in his 80s. I don't know if it was his son that asked him if he could come back as someone different, who would he be? And he responded, I could come, I could have become I don't know what I'm saying here. What did he say? He said, I could have become, but never did. In other words, he could, he could have become better, but he never did. He would have acted with more courage and not allow fear to dictate his actions. He would take more risks, love more, and laugh more. Don't wait until it's too late. And I think that's the problem, you know, because there's no fear when it's too late because it's too late, you know? The response that he initially gave was, the man I could have become but never did. And that's pretty powerful because we are all called to be a better version of ourselves. And Matthew Kelly says that we will meet when we die the better version of ourself. How true that is, I don't know. Nobody knows. But it's something to strive for. So... Will you regret trying or regret not trying? Nine out of ten times, you know, you're going to regret not trying than regret trying. Regret trying is a pride issue because you probably have failed at it, didn't succeed, and you were made fun of. I'm used to it. <laughs> I enjoy getting my chops busted. I really do. But spend more time on the things you never regret. And no time on the things that you do regret.
and it can be done. Just take some work. Lesson number 19, we are all one. There is not an us versus them, a me versus you, our high school versus your high school, the U.S. versus, used to be Russia, now it's probably the Middle East or, or China, but the point that I'm getting at and that, that Darren Hardy is driving home here is, you know, we're all in this together. We are. We're on this planet together, and we should reflect that with each other. You know, our differences are more of an illusion And it is a perspective issue. You know, divided we will die in one form or another. And united we will live. Lesson number 20 is show more gratitude. Who can you thank for making your life better? Is it your family, friends, work associates? How about the mail carrier or the trash hauler? You know, showing gratitude and thanks and appreciation, doing so will make you better as well. You know, and I'm talking genuine sincerity, compliments, you know, appreciation. You know, it's got to be genuine or it's going to come across hollow. But it's going to make you a better person. And a better you is a better everybody. And gratitude is the most magical force of all. Unless, of course, there's something else that we come across that we're going to say in our next, our next podcast. But you get the point. And uh, finally, lesson 21 for today is pay it forward. You know, contrary to what you may believe, we're not here to consume. We're here to contribute. You know, we're here to make the lives of others better. And by doing that, we are going to be very, very wealthy. Emotionally, spiritually, financially. You have to believe that. And if you don't, you better start. Because you lived... You made the lives of others worthwhile. That's what's important in a funeral. Now, we don't want to say, you know, because it's important at a funeral, you should do it. But if that's what matters in life, then I think you should focus on that. You know, it's, it's, it's a win-win situation. Whatever 
blessings you have were provided to you so you can help and make life better for those around you. In other words, your strengths, your talents, your treasures. As Jesus said, were there to be lighting, not to have a bushel basket put, put over it. We want to shine on others. So never just consume. Contribute back everything. Everything you've been given and everything you gain. And I think if you have what you may think is a warped mentality, if you try that mentality, you'll be very surprised how many opportunities come your way if you're looking not with your eyes, but with your faith. Uh, the insight of the day today, I don't know if anybody knows the number one skill in life, but that can change just like the magic. Um, the number one skill in life is never giving up. And there's times to give up for better opportunities or for um, a, a, a more highly achievable opportunity. But don't give up just because you're tired. It's too high, it's too far, it's too long. Dig deep and give it your best. You'll be surprised what doing that will give you. In Matthew Kelly, he says, make the effort to love even if you don't feel it. And folks, I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, that's like, you know, a lot of other emotions. They are a feeling, but they're also a decision. And then Brian Schutz said, a smile is a curve that sets everything straight. I love that. And if we all threw our problems in a pile and saw everyone else's, we may see our problems in a different perspective. I'm sure of that. And speaking of faith that I mentioned of earlier, I was walking out of the bathroom and I never noticed this frame hanging outside of the bathroom. Um, it says, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And that's huge. You know, you have the realization of what is hoped for. In other words, I want that and I am locked in it and I'm going to get it. And evidence of things not seen. Well, you don't know, you can't see yourself getting that goal yet, but you can in your mind. 
And that's what faith does. That's actually Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Okay, by the way, I went way over my time allotted, monthly time allotment, so I'm going to be getting charged. But I think this is important stuff that you need to hear. So with that, I wish you all the best. I plan on talking to you tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.